Hi, I'm Sarah Krupp for On The Wire with Fred Finch. Today's show offers a window into Rising Oaks, a transitional housing program for young adults who have been in foster care. Along with 30 studio apartments set in a safe and welcoming community, Rising Oaks has a team of caring and competent staff who provide life skills training, therapy, and education and career counseling. For Grayson Wright, Rising Oaks gave him much more than a place to live. After a troubled upbringing, which led to him entering foster care, followed by a revolving door of group homes where he often faced mistreatment and prejudice, Rising Oaks provided Grayson with something he had never experienced before, stability. A Fred Finch Youth and Family Services transitional housing program, Rising Oaks offers round-the-clock adult support, where young people have both autonomy and a safety net. It is an inclusive community where they can begin to imagine and plan for their futures. Just having those two years to be able to stabilize and figure myself out and heal and grow. Not only was it well needed, but it allowed me to like get to the point where I'm at now. And I don't think I would have been able to do that without being at Rising Oaks. Now 21, Grayson lives in an apartment with two roommates, his best friend and a co-worker. He works for the Youth Advocate Program, assisting foster youth and training providers in the foster care system. He has nearly completed his associate's degree. His goal is to become a social worker for foster care youth after completing his master's. Grayson always had the drive to seek something better. Fed up with the abuse and afraid that if his family made good on a plan to move to Mexico, he would be in danger as a trans person, he left home at 15. When his social worker did not help him get puberty blockers, he found a way on his own. He began working as a youth advocate at 18. But throughout, Grayson has struggled with mental health. Rising Oak staff helped Grayson to see himself more clearly, his strengths and accomplishments, his worth. Helping residents to overcome negative self-images is a driving goal of the program. A lot of the youth have been told, either explicitly or by action, that they're not worth anything, and that's been internalized. Why should I go to school? Why should I work? I'm never going to amount to anything. I'm never going to make any money. And these don't have to be explicit beliefs, although sometimes they do come out as such. Usually it's more layered than that, but that's what I find often um, underlying a lot of the lack of motivation. I'm Tristan Olson, and I'm a clinical case manager here at Rising Oaks. Rising Oaks really works with some of these issues of low motivation, helplessness, depression, etc., pretty regularly by just trying to provide stability, stable adults around who are interested in the well-being of the youth, and we'll meet them where they're at as best we can. As one of three Rising Oaks clinical case managers, Tristan oversees the needs of residents, Everything from helping them identify their education and career goals to providing therapy. I do case management, helping people get together their vital documents, figuring out what they want to do with their lives, particularly in the realm of employment or education. This is like really the beautiful blend of the clinical and the case management, helping them identify what barriers exist. Is it logistical? You don't know how many credits you had when you dropped out of high school and we need to figure that out and get you into a good program. Or is it something deeper, which it often is. It's this complex drama from often a lifetime of mistreatment, particularly those coming from foster care. 
When Grayson moved into Rising Oaks, he focused on his perceived failings. What he accomplished was never enough. His sense of worthlessness manifested in harmful ways. He was in an abusive relationship. At Rising Oaks, he found the support he needed to challenge that thinking from the whole staff, and especially from Tristan. I do a lot of negative self-talk just because of like, that's how I've been conditioned. And he'll be like, it sounds like you're being hard on yourself right now. Maybe take a moment to like, think about all the ways you're doing good and all the ways you're like, yeah. And if I can't think of anything, he'll be like, you're doing this, this, and this, and this is in the works. And I also think you mentioned this last week. He's always finding like ways to like reframe my thinking and reset the track my mind's on. And he finds ways to like connect with youth and ways that feel good for them rather than like making them like adjust to how he wants to like meet with them. But Tristan had to earn Grayson's trust. When I first got to Fred Finch, I was at a point in my life where um, I just could not feel like I could have a connection with white men in particular. And funnily enough, Tristan was my case manager and I was very straight up with him. I was like, you're a white man. I don't think you can understand my experience as a trans person of color. I don't know how well this is going to work out. And he was like, okay, I understand that. I'm not going to ask you to like overextend yourself. If you feel uncomfortable, that's okay. We can just take it like one day at a time. And like, I feel really, really close to him now, you know, two years later, like he's been a very great support. Like he's always been in my corner, like always advocated for me. So Yeah, it's about like the people and not really like what they are. And yeah, he's definitely helped me a lot in like ways that I didn't even really understand at the time, you know? The caring and respect Tristan showed Grayson is part of Rising Oaks culture. The staff are very, very kind. They very deeply care for each of the youth that live there. They always go out of their way to like do everything um, they really can. And they always make sure that like youth know that like they're there for them. They try to make things more fun and, like, inclusive. There's also an adult at Rising Oaks ready to help. Yet it's not a pushy, demanding program. Nor is it punitive. When residents make mistakes, they are taken as opportunities. A chance for them to learn how to live independently. Not grounds for eviction. Second and third chances are a philosophy at Rising Oaks. Rising Oaks provides an opportunity to learn real world skills without necessarily suffering the real world consequences. There are plenty of times that a youth may act inappropriately or dangerously and they're given another chance. Talk to them about what happened, why it is that the program finds that dangerous or in other ways kind of unacceptable Um, But we're not here to kick you out. We're not here to call the police. We're not here to punish by any means. We're here to talk about what happened and how might it be able to happen differently next time. Um, So the goal, why I think Rising Oaks is important, is that it gives people a, a learning opportunity and stability and support even when they don't necessarily know that it's helpful or needed. Grayson's positive experience at Rising Oaks convinced his younger sister to apply as she was turning 18. 
She was accepted and moved in recently. And so far, it's been really good. No complaints. Um, she's still yeah. getting adjusted to like being alone and like being able to tap in with the staff. But yeah, overall, she's on the right path. And she really enjoys it there. Like she loves it. This has been On the Wire with Fred Finch Youth and Family Services. For more information on Rising Oaks or any of our programs, visit us at fredfinch.org. Today's show was written and produced by Sarah Krupp. Sound design and engineering by James Good. Our executive producer is Marcus Young. Thank you for joining us.